0: Thank you everybody for um, coming this weekend and participating in the breakout groups. Um, once again, the Almonds win the prize for the best group. Oh, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> had a Had a really good time though. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, start the group discussions and I'm gonna try to hit the ones that were not called the last time. So, um, <laughs> choose the ones that were not, I'm not hitting anybody then. Um, okay, so Caramel or Caramel. Hi, everybody. I'm Teresa. (laughs) What a great workshop this has been. Um, Our topic was sought through prayer and meditation. And as I was listening to people as we went around the room, it seemed to me like all of the questions kind of built on each other, which happens to be my program. You know, it builds on itself Um, because basically what, you know, we were talking about was prayer and meditation and how has it changed our program and how does it affect us? And, you know, how does um, integration of prayer and meditation help us grow in our program? And um, let's see, I guess I'll just kind of read over these notes that I so carefully took. Um, One of the questions was how has the serenity prayer helped change our um, concept of a higher power? And what I was hearing is that, number one, it calms us down, brings us back to reality really quickly. Um, sometimes, you know, it reminds us that we need to pray for the courage, you know, to, to go on and to pick up the phone and to call our sponsors and to work through this stuff. Um, it gives us a conscious contact with our higher power. Uh, integration of prayer and meditation, it's used to, str- it's used to struggle with what, it should look like. You know, if you have to take a look at what it really looks like and what it should look like in our minds, you know, like Clark has been saying all weekend, you know, it's reality. Um, So, you know, and then picking up the phone, getting a different perspective of it, brings me back to a conscious contact with my higher power. You know, my sponsor talks a lot about um, higher powers and God being people with, or people being God with skin on them. And that's what works for me. You know, you guys are what I hear. Otherwise, you know, I have a hard time with the concept and and looking out there to find the things that bring me back to it. Um, Somebody talked about taking a walk in the morning and that nature brings her back to a conscious contact with her higher power. Um, She also talked a lot about, you know, her concept and her spouse's concept. And, you know, what she needs to do to get out there and get a a conscious contact is completely different than his, which is, you know, one thing that we've all been talking about all weekend, too, is finding our individuality here. So, you know, what I heard when I first got here was, you know, our higher power can be whatever we want it to be. And I I didn't have one when I got here. So you guys have taught me what that is. Um, Pray for the willingness to meditate. I really liked that one. You know, because meditation is hard for me. I can't sit down, be still long enough to meditate sometimes, you know. So I have to pray for the, the willingness to be able to do that. Um, let's see. Somebody talked about handing relationships over to their higher power, um, which means you have to have interactions with others. You know, like you can't expect your higher power to take all of the actions into having relationships with people, but your interaction with the people can bring you closer to your higher power.
1: Um,
0: And that some of the actions that you have to take in order to have good relationships with people is uh, being truthful, honest, and trustworthy yourself and being accountable. Um, uh, My idea about um, controlling the effect my higher power has on me, (laughs) this was my question, get out of the way. Let's see, what do I need to change to have a different relationship with my higher power? This person talks about using the third step prayer, which I remember when I first got here, that third step step prayer went with me every day on my way to work. And as I got better, you know, as you guys helped me grow in this program, that third step prayer brought me, it brings me back. You know, serenity prayer a lot of times does too, but this one helped me start taking a look at myself. You know, and it helped me... Um, as I, as I got better, different parts of it meant something different to me, so it brought me closer. Somebody talked about their higher power looking like a sunflower that follows the sun. And so, you know, you can follow the sun or your higher power the way the sunflower follows the sun. Um, having patience with the higher power for the answer. That's a hard one for me, but I didn't have that question. Um, this person talked about laughing at herself when she tries to make God hurry up. I could have said that finding a balance um, so that you can enjoy the stuff that God has put in your life. Um, God's got a plan and her job is to be responsible, but not to obsess and to do what she can today. I swear I did not answer that question. Um, She talked about staying in the moment, which, you know, that's a huge one. You know, not projecting the future and not looking at the past that's staying in the moment, and that helps out a lot. Um, Somebody talked about the serenity prayer being her center at a meeting and that sometimes it's hard for her to use the serenity prayer out there when she's dealing with something because the serenity prayer makes her more anxious, but she gets to use bits and pieces of it to help bring her back um, back to center or ground or whatever you want to call it. Um, And that she uses God, let's see, used to limit God and today understands that he's not limiting, you know. So um, my higher power, I don't know about you guys, but my higher power has grown over the years and it continues to grow, you know, because um, somebody talked about, and I just keep getting this picture in my mind, an octopus on your face, you know, that obsession is like this. And so you can't see anything out there. You know, and my higher power actually has started to pull that away from me. I, I, he can get back on there sometimes, you know, but I know what to do about it today. And I think I covered it all. And anybody in my group wants to disagree? Come on up. How
1: about
2: a cherry cordial?
3: Hi, I'm Kelly. Hi guys, um, okay, uh, I will just tell everybody that this is my perspective of what was said in our group, so <laughs> I have no idea, I didn't write down quotes, um, so this is the stuff I needed to hear, um, the first question that we had was how has the serenity prayer changed um, their concept of a higher power, and we had the chapter 11 saw through Parent meditation, in case that's important, um, and basically, what we talked about was that um, the Serenity Prayer is kind of the tool for connecting with the higher with their higher power, um, and that they can kind of use that. Um, actually, the person talking about that was saying that they've it's helped them a lot. With um, she was saying she journaled recently, and she kind of titled each one like acceptance, and then went through and um, the courage to change the things I can, and went through and looked at what she could change about the situation and then the wisdom to know the difference between the two like three separate pages um which i thought was quite helpful um and then we actually had two people with that question and another person was talking about how god is the first word of the serenity prayer and so it really helped her to um find where his place needs to be for her which is first um in her life because when she got here much like myself um <laughs> he had kind of gotten bumped a little further down on the list um our next question was when i reach out to my higher power how patient am i for the outcome and i'm really glad i didn't get that question because I would have failed um so what i heard was do i pray for my will or do i pray for his will um And this person talked about how when they pray for their own will, it gets them into trouble. Um, And that um, it can shortchange the other person if if our will was to come true. Um, Because God's will is usually much bigger and brighter than we can ever imagine. Um, And he was talking about how he enjoys clear-cut answers. But he usually doesn't get them that way, which is true for me, too. Um, And that he usually gets them by going to a meeting or talking to somebody, and then it'll just pop out exactly what he needs to hear, which has been happening to me all weekend. Um, And that uh, another reason or another way to do that is um, staying still long enough to wait for the answer um, and making sure that you're quiet because – I don't know i struggle with that i'm like well you didn't answer yet um anyway then the next one was what changes do i need to make um to integrate prayer and meditation into my daily routine um this person talked about how all of his prayers used to be the foxhole prayers but now he can do them anytime during the day um you know that constant contact that i need um he also talked about how meditation is a little bit difficult and it's hard to quiet the mind which I know I find to be true for me because mine spins all the time. Um, And that, you know, somebody had pointed out to him to focus on his breathing and that he can do it for a few minutes and then his mind wanders again. And um, I just thought that was interesting because, you know, the few minutes is still a few minutes of quiet, and I'm amazed at what I can get in five minutes of quiet. That's a lot for me. I talk a lot. but um, And then we had, how difficult is it to put relationships in in the care of a higher power without knowing the results. Um, And we talked about how it's extremely difficult because um, we're powerless over the results. Um, And this person said that when she knows she's powerless over the result, it makes things a lot easier. Um, And she can accept that the future isn't in her hands, but it's in God's. Um, And that helps to relax. Um, and my question was, what would I have to change in order to have a different relationship with the higher power, which I had to think about a lot, but, um, I had the same answer, which was getting out of the way, um, because, um, I had a lot of experiences this week with being powerless. Um, I have a cape too. I thought it was very funny (laughs) that you said that. I do have a cape. Um, and, I um, got to talk a lot about that and um, being humble enough to realize that I'm powerless um, and get out of the way, because uh, when I try to take my power back, then there's no room for another one bigger than me. So that's pretty much what we talked about. I don't think I forgot anything, but
0: yeah. Okay, another dual word, pecan or Pecan.
4: I'm Dawn. Our group had the topic in the care of a higher power. And uh, the first question that we had was, how can I turn over my relationships to the care of a higher power? And the person who had the opportunity to respond to that question said um, that she goes through a process. And her process begins with um, if she isn't sure about uh, the answer or how she should react to it, that she thinks. And then she asks herself questions like, is it my business? And then she moves through the steps, and and then she talks to God. She is learning how to react uh, or not to react, to respond, and um, takes the time to turn her family members and other people and relationships over to the care of God. Our second question was, what negative outcomes do I fear? And the person who responded to that question said that um, she didn't fear them because she can find her way with God. And then how has my view of a higher power changed? And one person said that her views had not changed at all since she had started with the program. And then there were some other people throughout the, the course of our discussion where um, the relationship had changed. And it had gone from um, a relationship that wasn't a trusting relationship to one that was based on trust. Um then another, what would it take for me to see negative outcomes in a more positive light? And uh, the person responding to that said that uh, surrendering to the fact that I don't have any control over people, places, and things. And then one, what outcomes would I like to control in my relationships? And this person said, in all honesty, I would like to control the outcome of my child's path. In reality, the only outcomes I can control is my part in the relationship. And our last question was, what role does a higher power play in my life? And the person who responded to this one said, top. And that uh, she prays for an increase of faith and trust and to make sure that her motives are clear. That's it. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Coconut. Coconut? Right.
1: Right.
5: Hi, everybody. I'm Irv. And I'm a grateful member of the Al-Anon Family Group Fellowship. Uh, the, I thought this was going to go pretty good today because uh, some lady volunteered right away in the morning here to uh, take the notes. And uh, I scooched down in my chair and she volunteered. So that was good. But uh, evidently she had an emergency and had to leave. And while I was in the restroom, the group chose someone. <laughs> <laughs> you know... The program is working. It's alive and well. So, uh, uh, but I'm honored to do this. I really am. Uh, this is a good program. it saved my life, I think. Uh, this morning, uh, I think the, what I got from this morning was to be honest, open, and willing. And that's how I could, uh, through using this program, get some help for myself. And this afternoon, we had chapter 12, and one of the questions was, uh, what negative outcomes do I fear? And that was my question. And, uh, I guess I have to say, I don't fear a burglar in the house. Tell me where he's at, I'll go get him, you know. But I fear the things that I don't have any control over, and that's what I fear. And, uh, I worked hard on that because uh, I was used to controlling things. My family, I was a father, I had control. I had a job where I had a lot of control. But when I got into the alcoholism, I had none. And I had to learn that. And I learned it through working the steps and getting a sponsor. And I have a great sponsor, and I have some great sponsees. And it's just the greatest experience of my life. Uh, one other uh, question was... Uh, How can I learn to turn things over to God? How can I I let go of these things? And the answer was yes, to let go and let God. Uh, There was uh, uh, one lady that talked about that didn't have a God. That uh, there wasn't any God in her life, that her parents were killed. Uh, in an automobile accident when she was seven years old, and they were intoxicated, uh, leaving a meeting, or so, uh, <laughs> a meeting, a restaurant, uh, a bar, and so. You know it's hard to come to where she is today, and this program has helped her do that. So she had a, she has a great respect and a great love for this program. Uh, how has uh, my higher power? The view of my higher power changed. And it was interesting to note that because uh, almost everyone agreed that their initial idea of their higher power was a punishing, get even God. And I think the people that I felt that way and the people who taught me that, I know that wasn't in their heart. That's not what they meant. That's what I received and that's what I perceived. And maybe, uh, you know, in my growing up teen years, uh, I did some stuff that maybe, uh, yeah, I should have a little fear. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, the role of higher power in my life. And uh, one lady said she saw her higher power as being like her father, because that's the only higher power that she knew. And... and. Uh, it was a difficult time for her, so it was difficult for her to come to find a higher power. Uh, what's my excuse for my point of view? What do I use for an excuse for my point of view? And uh, how can I turn things over? And the only way I can do that is to work this program, I think. That's where it's at for me, to work this program. And, and that was pretty well what this person said that they took the Al-Anon program to help me forgive myself. And this lady, uh, you know, is in, in another program also, and she said it, but it took this program to help her recover and be able to forgive herself for being what she, had, what she was doing. Uh, how can I see negative things in a, in a positive light? And one lady said that, uh, you know, the holidays recently had brought very sad uh, uh, feelings and memories. And, uh, but she said she was generally raised in a positive environment. And she tries to do things that present a positive outlook. And I guess that's what will help us, you know, is to have that idea that, yeah, it can get better if I have positive thoughts. And uh, kind of, you know, the feeling I got in listening to all of this and taking these notes was is that our unhappiness is related to our separation from God. It's not God's fault that I did not have a good relationship with him. God is now where he has always been. But I floated in and out of a closeness to God. And when I'm close to God, I feel better. Things may not be going all that well, but I feel better. And when I stray away from God, when I, when I, and I know that now. You know, when I start feeling really, really down, I get up in the morning and I don't like to get out of bed. It's me getting away from God. And that's the feeling that I got from all of this. So, uh, and then about turning relationships over to my higher power. And one idea was to leave my hands off. Just leave it go. It's not my business. Leave go of it. Um, one person said, part of it was is uh, her worry about their perception of me, that kind of controls what I do about being able to have a, a good relationship. Uh, one idea was to have more love in my heart. It's a good idea. My will gets in the way. And a, another one was, Go to a peaceful place in my thoughts. And the one that, you know, that I need is to just simply pray. And almost all of the people there, uh, their prayer was, is just, God, please help me. That that's, is the total prayer. I was raised with a lot of formal prayer, and that's good. You know, I I need that in my life also when things are going okay and I just need to talk to God, you know, and and tell Him it's okay. But when things really get rough, uh, I just say, God, please help me, because I don't know the kind of help I need. So that was the thought. Uh, The last thought here was remove the scowl from my face. So thank you.
2: Okay, we're going to um, –
0: that's that's it for the sharing. We're going to go ahead and um, thank everybody for coming up, and thank you again for participating in the breakout groups.
2: It to speak okay uh, that's all uh, right I just want you guys to know that for next year okay because uh, if I was if I was those guys I'd be talking about the rest of you in the car on the way home so <laughs> think about that and, um, and I want to thank everybody for being here I want to thank you so much for all your love and support you know one thing I can tell you that has happened to me in this program that I can say without a doubt is I have been very very well loved in these rooms, and, uh, and if it's not working for me, it's not because you guys haven't loved me through the whole deal, and I hope that you feel the same way, because I know that if it's true for me, it's true for you as well. Um, I hope you enjoyed the, the, the workshop choices, you know, and the whole idea of the book. I hope you avail yourself to reading that. I hope you remember that you have choices, no matter what anybody else may want to talk you into. You always have a choice, and it's your choice to make, because it's your friggin' life, you know, and don't forget it. You know, that's the deal. It's your life. And, um, you know, And a lot of times I get up here, you know, and, and, and when I speak, I get an hour to speak. And it seems like, you know, and I don't want to come across as some kind of hero or, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just a regular person that goes to regular meetings. The things that have happened to me, the recovery that has happened to me, has happened over the course of 28 years. Don't happen in one meeting and it doesn't happen in one hour. You know, I'm here to tell you, you know, a lot of times I see people beat themselves out of this program because they don't think they're getting it or that it's not working for them because it seems to be working for the guy that's next to you at the meeting. You know, if it's working for the person next to you at the meeting, then you might want to talk to them. You know, I mean, you just might want to try that. You know, I mean, that's the deal. Because if we could whack you with the serenity wand, we would. You know, it's easy for you, easy for us, everybody's happy. You know, but if you want, you know, what you know, what you see somebody else have here, then you got to be willing to do what they do, and you got to be willing to make the trip that they make. You know, I kind of liken it like, you know, like you're hiking, and you find out after you've been hiking, you know, for several hours, that you're going the wrong direction. You know, good news is you've realized it. That's good news, you know. Now you've got to turn around and go back, you know. Just the fact that you realize it doesn't fix it, you know. Now you've got to go back and go back up that path. The good news is you've already plowed it. And the other good news is when you get to where you initially need to be, there's all these people here to take your hand and take you on the right path, and you don't have to go it alone. You know, and I want, and you know, that's a real important thing. You know, for me, the whole program from the very beginning, from the very first day I walked in here, that got drilled into me is it's just about practice. Every day I get to practice these principles in all my affairs. Practice, practice, practice. And sometimes God puts things in my life that require more practice than I want to put in. But if I want my life to be, you know, because that's what happened to me here. I got a taste of fun and laughter. You know, I got a taste of just, you know, what happy, joyous, and free is really all about. And I don't know about you, but maybe it's like the alcoholic in the first drink. It's like once I got that taste, boy, I just don't want to give it up. You know, when you get the opportunity to be of service, I hope you really do take an opportunity to look at that. Um, I am so grateful that all the people were in the rooms when I walked in, you know, and, and a lot of them had a lot of time. It maybe didn't even need to be there anymore, but they were there for me. And it's really important that 28 years later I'm there for whoever walks in the door because I know how it was important for me then, I know it's important for them now. You know, so when you get a chance, you know, if you do get to work on the workshop. You know, I never really pass up too many service commitments, A, because – I want it they need my help and my organizational ability and there's a lot of things that this could be so much better at you know and again that opportunity to practice 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 and and uh, in my first year now and on you know I had my certain meetings I went to and I never missed them I just never missed them I was there I was there I was there and uh, I remember the first time I actually did miss a meeting and I and it was a legitimate reason something was going on with my kids and I and I had to miss the meeting and then the next meeting my friend crazy gene mr. Whack-a-mo there you know I see him at the next meeting and he goes oh my my God, you missed Tuesday night. I go, yeah, well, I had blah, blah, blah. He goes, there a miracle happened Tuesday night. <laughs> and I'm like,
3: what What
2: happened? And he's like, I can't tell you because you weren't there. And, <laughs> you know, and I mean, and so it's another reason I hardly ever miss because I just know the night I'm not there, it's something fabulous like that. And, you know, and it's true. Every meeting I go to, it's amazing, and there's a miracle that happens, you know. So, you know, I just want to tell you guys to love on each other. You know, that's the most important thing that's going here. If you're looking for heroes, odds are you're sitting right next to them right now. You know, so don't, don't, don't let go. And uh, and the other thing that's really important to me, too, is, you know, sometimes I think we think this thing to the death, you know, have to analyze how this applies to me, and da, 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 you know, and, and I don't know about you, but I can literally think myself to death, you know. It's just like even I'll tell myself to shut up and leave me alone. And, uh, you know, but, but we're supposed to have fun here. It's, you know, life is supposed to be fun, you know, and these rooms are fun. There's a lot of serious stuff. You know, there's a lot of serious work, but it's also, you know, it, I want to leave every meeting feeling better than when I walked in the door and not worse about myself. And um so if there's anything I can tell you, it's have fun. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. There's a prayer that my husband learned when he was in the hospital. And I never hear it much in any other meetings. And and he's the only person that I've known that's ever learned it. I've never, ever heard it. But, you know, for the 30 years he's been sober, he says it every day. And I've really kind of picked up on it. And it's a a prayer that goes, um, God, I believe there is a path from wherever I am to wherever I need to be. I believe I will be given the light to find that path. And I believe I will be given the strength to follow it one day at a time. And that when I arrive, I will have enjoyed the journey and I will be myself. And, um, you know, and to me, that's the big deal. And at the end of the day, every day when I say that prayer, you know, the, the first thing I asked myself was, did I enjoy the journey? that day because if I didn't it's just like you know like I could have had a v8 you know I mean it's just like you mean I could have enjoyed the journey today and I blew that off you know and I don't want to blow that off anymore I talked to you earlier about my friend Martha Parsons you know she was the one that said how do you get that look off your face well a couple of months ago my husband did something you know even though he's sober 30 years he's still alcoholic that's all I'm going to say about that and uh and he still does alcoholic weird crap all the time and uh And he did some ridiculously thing which deserved a look. Okay? He deserved a look. And I was going to give it to him, you know, and I went to give him the look. And then he said to me, You can't, you can't, you lost the look. You don't have the look. And so I was like, The hell, I don't have the look, you know? (laughs) I spent all day long trying to muster up getting the look. And, um,. And then I, and then I started crying, you know, because you know what? It's, the look isn't a part of it anymore. You know, it's just, it's not. It's not a part of my life anymore. And I, all, all of that to you guys. And I can't thank you enough for having me here, for your faith in me, to be here to do this. It's an honor and a privilege to be with you guys. And, um, and I was well loved here. Thank you so much.